You ready for Basecamp Fitness's best deal yet? Seven days for $7. That's right, seven days for $7. It's time to double down on your fitness goals and snag this offer before it's gone. Call or text Basecamp Fitness at 913-232-9770 or go to BasecampFitness.com to learn more. You're in the zone. Rolling on here in the zone. Joshua Briscoe in the big chair today. Jason Anderson out. Beards McFly out. So the Drake on the other side of the glass. Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest has been hanging out with us. I've enjoyed it so far. Let's get one more hour out of it, Matt. And Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41 in his usual hour here with us on a Friday as well. We've spent the entire break watching <laughs> this chart, watching the uh, the growth of web browsers over the years. And uh, we've we've reached 2019 here in this one where, where Google has really taken over. Mick, you're uh, your thoughts of what you've seen here well, over let's the break. See here in a few months, we're going to hit 2020 in the pandemic. Did that do anything? Did that change anything? Ooh, that's interesting. I'm wondering here because we're February. Here comes March 2020. Ooh, Safari making it? Nope. Chrome just really Chrome became just a, a powerhouse. Chrome became Alabama pretty quickly and then never really let go. Um, but also, this does a pretty interesting job of sort of painting, you know, what, what happens in the future. Is, is Chrome untouchable? What it, what is Safari's growth going to plateau? Microsoft at? Edge. Can Just anyone force burst. me to use Microsoft Edge? Absolutely not. I'm not interested. I now know what the UC browser is. Okay, it's got a squirrel logo, which I like. It is the uh, subsidiary of the Alibaba Group, so ah. it is uh, very popular in Indo- Indonesia and China. Okay, people there. A lot of people there. Lots, there of, people Lots of people there, but <laughs> apparently most of them are still using Chrome. I guess so. <laughs> uh, there you go. I, I I think we've learned a lot from that. And we should talk about nothing but that for the next hour. No breaks, actually. Drake, we're going to do an hour straight of browser talk. Love it. Uh, Bring up the one with for search engines. So I, you can see back when just, I will just do we from, from Alta Vista to Lycos then to Google Ask for the last Jeeves. 20 years. I typed search in my Chrome bar and it went search Google and then erased the word search for me. <laughs> hey, Google, that's not, you know what I want to do. It's like in your phones when you're talking to text. What if you actually want to say the word period? Yeah. Will it take it? I, I Not I, not for me. I don't, and what if you say it twice? What if it's a period, period? Period. Will it do two periods or will it pick up then? I don't know. Oh, we should, we should look into that. What if I want it in the middle of the sentence? Hmm. I think you would just say comma. I'm going to try it right now. I'm going to text you guys. Yeah, try that. Matt and Josh. I think what I'm going to do here after this text gets done is I think I'm going to make us all talk about college basketball a little bit because I trust Mick to be an authority on that and Matt is wearing his Mizzou hoodie and yeah, Mizzou basketball is like at a different level but I want you to do your voice to text thing when you're ready hey guys for a period of time this show we were supposed to talk about sports but that period never occurred period one more I want to know look what happened look at your phones okay all right hold on I'm looking forward all to right. this all right look at the phones <laughs> it took the first period. Oh! It spelled out the first period. The next period it put as a period. Oh, that is awesome. I would have guessed almost any other uh, result there. I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have had it splitting yeah. two of getting two of them correct. Wow, I would not have expected that either. That was, that was that was an upset. This is a tech show now. <laughs> this show is about the cutting edge of technology. Uh, no, Jason. We're reverting back to almost entirely sports. That's it, that tends to happen around me. I'm starting to wonder if I'm the problem. Because uh, <laughs> you're my favorite Taylor Swift song of this last album. We could make that an hour also. No, I I did want to uh, actually talk about the the college basketball of at least last night. I don't mean college to leave K State out on purpose. Is great so far. It's in great. The local area. And and 
Jason's not here. Why is Illinois ranked, by the way? I don't know where they ranked before that. Jason's, Why isn't Missouri ranked? That's well, the question. Here's the thing. Yeah. Jason's not here, and I still want to talk about Mizzou basketball. Because I asked, I asked Matt this question when he got here, and I'll ask it to you now. Mick, is Mizzou kind of good? Um, <clears throat> yes, absolutely. I mean, this is. I mean, here's the deal. There's, there's kind of, there's the the stages of making the NCAA tournament. The biggest is going to be your 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 conference play, right? Mm-hmm. Head above water, above five hundred, or at least get a game away from that. Uh, but a big part is just dominating the non-con to where, like, okay, you are a game or two under five hundred in conference play, but you got. 23 wins, right? Or something like that. That's hard to ignore sometimes. And they've got 11 right now, right? Mizzou is 11 and 1. I think that's right. Yeah, 11 and 1. Yep. And you finally got a win over a team somebody's heard of, (laughs) right? Um, Although UCF, that was a good win as well, dramatic and all that stuff. Um, And that was a dominating win. And so if your resume right now, which is what it is for Mizzou, is like, okay, We've beat a lot of rummies, but mm-hmm. we've killed them. We've scored like 95 a game beating these teams. And then we killed a very overrated Illinois team, but at the time ranked number 16 in the country. And then our only loss is to the defending national champs, for crying out loud. And we weren't embarrassed. It wasn't like it was last year. They won handily. Handily is the word right? I was going to use, yeah. But they, we were not embarrassed. Yeah. And we showed that we belong for a, a good portion of that game with that team. Then absolutely, they should be ranked, and absolutely, you should be excited uh, as a Missouri fan. And absolutely, they can be at, in the top half of what's normally a, a good but not great SEC. And I mean, that's just resume. Watching the team play, they've got some fellas. Yeah, I mean, it's Kobe, an entertaining brand of basketball. It is. Kobe Brown is a really good college basketball player. Demoy Hodge is awesome. Uh, they got I like uh, it's a point guard play. They got Dad Bod uh, playing point guard uh, with Nick Honor, and then but uh, uh, what is it uh, East off the bench, um, and then they've got athletes. I think the coolest thing, uh, the coolest thing, but a, a good sign for Missouri fans is that Aiden Shaw and Isaiah Mo- Mosley. We talked about this struggle to get minutes. Right, I would have guessed they were the the, the second and third best player on the team. Aiden Shaw got season. four minutes last night. Yeah, in a blowout win. Yes, and that's not a knock on him. Nope. He's got plenty no. of time to develop. Yep. Uh, Isaiah Mosley can probably, I think, could be a knucklehead, and that's he's Dennis Gates trying to get uh, through to him. Uh, but there's plenty of time to do that, and so there is. There's like there's talent there that you're not even using. So there's there's depth. There's all that. I, I really I'm, I'm excited about both K State and Mizzou. Really, Mizzou. Uh, Mick just gave the perspective of someone who was watching it logically. I want to know what a Mizzou fan thinks about all of that. Because Mizzou fans see the other shoe falling from 400 <laughs> exactly. miles in the sky. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the Mizzou fan would say, well, this is where the 14-game losing streak starts. <laughs> right. But I just don't see it with this team. And, you know, we talked about a little bit of it. I mean, Dennis Gates did it the great way. I mean, bringing the kids from Cleveland State with him that understands his system has allowed him, I think, to hit the ground running. That's great. Uh, they've got, I mean, they've got talent. And like Mick said, I mean, the fact that you've got some guys that are accomplished players like Mosley, like Shaw, that are having to fight for minutes is good. But from, I mean, from a stand, fan standpoint, I like the fact that it's entertaining. Yeah, that it's enjoyable. They play good defense. A lot they of score, score a lot of points. And I mean, if hey, if you got to score ninety to beat Mizzou, I, I'm I'm all for that. I mean. 
This this is probably me having the NBA poison the well of college basketball a little bit because the times when college basketball for me is just generally kind of tough to watch is when you just when you go oh that's an open shot that gets hit at a higher level but it's just these these kids can't buy a bucket right now. Fast-paced scoring in college basketball. Not only is it entertaining, I think it's I think it's sustainable. If if you're not relying on, you know, huge three-point shooting nights or whatever, if you are consistently putting up totals like Mizzou has so far, that that is everything I think you could ask for specifically in year one. I mentioned this to Matt earlier, but like to turn the corner this hard, this quickly, if if Mizzou can keep this up, we're gonna have people nationally come tournament time going, that's Dennis Gates' first year? He he hasn't been there for a couple of, how did he make that happen so quickly? And and that's an awesome thing for a program. Yeah, and that's the deal. I mean, they're scoring uh I don't know what the average is. I I, I say ninety five, I think it was for a while. It's probably in the eighties or something like that per game. Um but and, and they're not a crazy great three point shooting team. It's just yeah. it's kind of volume uh shooting, getting a lot of possessions, uh running the court. Um, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun to see. I mean, I've, a couple of guys, Noah Carter, I think is a really good player. Uh, was was it Gamillion who hit the shot uh, against UCF? Who hit the, um, uh, I think it was oh, I had Gamillion that a second. I who hit the, uh, that crazy shot. So, uh, I don't know, you, 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 have, you have that kind of wind to where like, okay, maybe this is a, uh, a, a break right season. One of those mm-hmm. years where, okay, you're going to win those close games and things for once, aren't going to be like bad luck for for Mizzou. Golston hit. The I was going to. I, I, I couldn't remember gotcha. Golston. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's a little bit worrisome because of all the Mizzou fans in my life who I've never had to see deal with expectations at least not for a while. Um, expectations and the oh, self deprecation. Have expectations. See, that's the thing. <laughs> like Aaron, basically. You and like Aaron Ladd are the people that I'm most concerned about finding hope in their heart and Not then Jason. having it. The worst Jason thing you can have is hope. No, Jason, I don't think Jason can find the hope in Mizzou sports right now. It's the hope that kills you. Exactly. Yeah, the, I think Mizzou fans are just so beaten down yeah. to where like, no, hope, we're not even we're not even going to try to spell that word. And so that that that, that helps, I think. Um so I'm I'm all for it. I'm there. And I mean and on the other side, I mean K-State's a circus act. They are so much fun to watch. They're a lot like they don't score as much as Mizzou, but I it feels like eighty percent of their points are dunks. And I mean, the, Keontae Johnson's a star. Uh, uh, Tomlin, Gasson, those guys are just, they just fly through the air. And then you have the little uh, jitterbugs and um, <laughs> and Marquise Noel and a couple of those other guards. It's uh, uh, it's awesome. What uh, is it? A combined like thirty three and three. What I was just three about. Schools? Yes, like I think that? that is what it, I was just Sign adding me up. It up on the first year. They've all been bowling since two thousand three. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it was so odd this past week, and I finally realized. I'm like, why, man? It feels like so, I, I barely have time to get to all the signing day stuff, and I'm like, well, it's it's obvious. This is the first time ever. That they've had a December signing period and all three are bowling because the December signing period is only like five years old, mm-hmm. and so you have drink from uh, he's in Tampa having to talk about signing uh, Josh Manning from uh, <laughs> Lee Summit, right? And uh, but also talking about the the bowl game. Same with the uh, Kleiman. Uh, it's a Sugar Bowl question, then Avery Johnson question, mm-hmm. and and KU for crying out loud is talking about both at the same time. Well, I remember we were, I was they are thirty three and three combined by the way the three local schools they're all in one, one right yeah super cool I remember being on sound off at the beginning of the college football season and the question was you know can the three local teams get the fifteen wins and <laughs> I for, said for football yeah. yeah for football and I said well I think I think K State and Missouri can get there by themselves and the you know Kansas's two wins will be gravy and <laughs> yeah. 
I missed so, that one a little bit. So it's uh, twelve. It's a good line, though. I was good for a little bit. Then yeah, not they, so good. Did they get to twenty-two? Does K State have ten wins right now? I don't know. Yeah, I, there's I, no I world got, in which. Yeah, they got ten with the. the, with the they played thirteen games. Game, right? So yeah, I think they're ten three. That sounds right. Um, and so tw- they got to twenty-two with three games pending. All right, uh, do they get to twenty-four? How about that? Do two of the three teams win their bowl games? I there is no way on God's green earth I would ever bet money or try to predict a college football oh, bowl it's game. Tough, man. It is yeah, so fair. tough. I mean, the best thing is is that I mean, Mizzou's not playing a service academy, so I like their chances. I mean, Baylor just looked like yeah, crap. Last night against Air Force, man. <laughs> I'm now looking to oh, see never play the a lines. service academy. No, that's, no. That's it's just, like facing like the Syracuse zone in like the second round of the right. tournament. I got two days to prepare for this. What's uh, sorry, real quick? What sport are they playing, and how do we combat that? <laughs> yeah, service academies, incredible. Um, I was gonna pull up all the lines, and I'll do my uh, best Jason impression to tell you the, uh, the two dollars I put on each of them. The um, the line on the the lines on the K State uh, Alabama game looked like uh, the temperatures of the last couple of days, <laughs> like minus six. <laughs> Uh, so, which is a kind of a surprisingly good line for K State with Mizzou still getting playing. two and a half. I, getting my, two and a half. Getting two and a half. So I, my thought is that you would be able your two out of three would be a a plus money sort of. I don't think you can have a two out of three wins cash bet it's, on draft. Nobody's favorite of the three, right? I don't. Uh, uh, Bama's got six. They're they're minus six. I can't imagine KU's favorite over no, Arkansas. I don't. I don't think they are. But I also. I can't think of a worse way Plus to spend three. your money than to bet on Mizzou as a bowl favorite. <laughs> I mean, that he might as well just set it on fire in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're they're all getting they're all, they're all the three local football teams are all dogs still. So maybe um, I should say, do they get to twenty three? That is a better yes. I think, they, I, I think they. I think they do. I think they do because bowl games are weird. Mm-hmm. That bowl seems like basically the weird. logic. And you can hear uh, the Gasparilla Bowl right here at five thirty tonight. On uh, Sports Radio 810 WHB. We got all sorts of bowl games, all sorts of. Uh, we'll do the What's on Tap in a little bit. I was going to read the whole list, but that's the whole point of the What's on Tap thing in a little while. So, um, I, you, how do you feel right now about the bowl game situation then, Matt? I want to, again, let's, let's tap into the, like, the broken Mizzou fan. It's coming up. We're almost here. I mean, the broken Mizzou fan says uh, there's a lot of pieces not taking part in this game. Do you care about it, or how how much do you care no. about it? Oh, I the only thing I care about the bowl game is that the coaches get some extra practice time. I mean, <laughs> okay. That's, you, I mean, and if, if you're not, I mean, I'm getting so bitter in my old age. I mean, if you're not in the college football playoff, I mean, the bowl game doesn't matter. Okay, nobody remembers. Mick Mick is, is I can't looking, remember anything. Mick is looking to the middle distance, and I had just listened to an ESPN Daily. I think it was Ryan McGee and, and Pablo Torre talking about like the lower level bowl games, if you will. And he told a story about some guy that he met wearing a ring from the Insight Bowl years before. Oh, well, that was a big deal for they, us back then. They had <laughs> they had lost that game, but there was a whole story about how their coach had died of brain. I think it was Indiana. Their coach had died of brain cancer like the year prior, and the whole thing was get to thirteen. And they got to that bowl game, and they they lost the game. And still, as he was telling that story, there were like tears in his eyes. I mean, it was just. Those the the place that I do care a little bit is that for a lot of the guys it's their last time playing college football and for a lot of the guys it 
it's like one more team outing. I kind of buy into the the mythos of that a little well, bit. Well, and two, one of the reasons why we've had we've held on to bowl games so long is that they wine and dine those guys. Right. And the the NCAA back when they had rules, right, would would <laughs> would loosen the reins, and you could come home with a laptop computer and some new Beats headphones yeah. and a big old swag bag of shoes and everything else, and you're there for a week, yeah. right? And you're doing all these events. You're doing you're going you're doing tug of war with the other team and um, a bunch, a bunch of bunch of stuff that's a memorable type deal when you've had kind of the grind of the college football season uh, for so long, and so I think guys remember that. But I, I I can't wait in that what in two years, right? We have only have one more year of this, and then we've got the twelve team playoff, right? And then those other games really won't matter because I think to like ninety to ninety five percent of the teams out there, they know okay we have no shot. I mean at the playoff it's not like it's a oh darn we didn't make the playoff this year it's like okay it's not like an attainable thing in two years it will be i can only tell you of in the last 60 years of i could that i can correctly name for you the year the bowl and the team that mizzou played oh really Hmm. because unless it was the cotton bowl arkansas 2007 that's crazy because i think i can do the last 10 years for kansas football Well, that's true. I mean, I know, hey, and, and Mizzou played in the Orange Bowl in 1960 and 1961. I don't remember who they played, but I know those because we rolled them out for the next 40 years because they were the only, you well, know, it was the legends of Mizzou. Well, I can for, tell you a couple Mizzou games, like the Liberty Bowl and uh, Drew Locke's senior year. I can't remember State who we played. Them, they just, I'll uh, see. Yeah. Oh, that's why, okay. I see, I remember the Cotton 2000, Bowl. 2013, um, Oklahoma State and Missouri played in the Cotton Bowl, and Missouri won that Missouri one. Missouri won that one. Yep. Hand uh, of God fumble, thanks to right. Oklahoma State quarterback. Just so I've got, I think I got all of my facts generally correct, but I would totally recommend this episode of ESPN Daily. So it's Ryan McGee explains why bowl season still matters, the title of that episode. And the story of the Indiana coach was Terry Hopner, who was the coach of that team for a season or two, and then they kind of passed away, and they, they had the whole play 13 thing. It was a, it was a great story told by Ryan McGee um, in, in that context. And frankly, it made me think about the smaller bowl games in a context that I had not thought about them in a very long time. Bowl so. season matters because you get a bunch of extra practices and the players get swag bags. Yep. It, which, like, hey, that, that's a good thing for college bowls. football to they'll, be. They'll still have bowls yeah. uh, with the 12-team playoff. I think it's You might be have to go to El Paso, but you get a swag bag. You get right. a swag bag in El Paso. That's all right. Uh, until I was... Um, I can't remember the first bowl game I missed. I would have been like... I just had a kid. Uh, so I was, whatever, late 20s. I had gone to every Oklahoma State Bowl game till my late 20s. Now, it wasn't every year, but it was about 13 or 14 of them. 12, 12 maybe. It's an event. It's the, it's, it is a postseason game, and you know you're only going to get one regardless. I don't know. I... I kind of I kind of like it, but I I also don't have like a real college football tie because like my parents were Wichita State and I went to Mid American Nazarene, so uh, that neither of those have been in any bowl games uh, that I can currently think of. So I'm the, maybe what I'm the wrong person. Did ask. your parents graduate? Do you know? Wichita I have. I couldn't tell you for my life, Mitt. really, because I think their last year of football was '86. I'd have to double check. I don't know. I know when my parents were born, but I already got pretty close to accidentally saying my mom's age well, me, earlier in the tell show. Tell me the year your dad was born. 61. So he would have been out of college, most likely, uh, in uh, 1980. Most by, likely. Well, sorry, he would have been in college while they were playing college, while they were playing yeah, football. so. At Wichita oh, State. Well, there you go. That. See what the, uh, it was, what time of all that was. His brother was a little older. So I, don't, I don't know, Mick. I don't, I don't talk to my parents. <laughs> Who would do that? You. 
you had enough of them because they were your teachers for so the a class. lot of a lot of time well, together yeah a lot of time together well this is like an okay time to take a break when we come back we can make another crack at chief seahawks uh we got what's on tap and then also uh the cuts this week i i was i was right writing solo on the cuts, so we've got a couple from this week and then also maybe drake will dip into the archives last time he did that it got like nc17 so uh wherever we end up by the end of the show i think we'll have a pretty good remaining 40 minutes of this week of the zone you're in the zone hey mick i don't know if you saw this but uh let me check again yeah, Matt Derrick on Twitter, at Matt Derrick of uh, ChiefsDigest.com. I follow him. He tweets, Chiefs have activated tight end Blake Bell from injured reserve and placed tight end Jody Fortson on injured reserve. Team also used the standard practice squad elevation on defensive tackle Danny Shelton. With defensive tackle Colin Saunders doubtful with an illness. Emphasis added by me. Uh, it was like being here to watch Mozart's uh, one of Mozart's finest paintings uh, as Matt fired off that tweet. <laughs> that was uh, tremendous. That is the news also. Blake Bell off IR. Um, Jody Fortson onto it. And Colin Saunders was listed as doubtful with an illness. So Danny Shelton. Finally, finally. Unleashing Danny are, Shelton. We are unleashing Danny Shelton on the world. I just, I just want to see him play football. I want to see him on the field in a regular, like in a team issued jersey. You'll see him if he's on the field. I, Everybody I won't will miss see him. him. Uh, yeah, because the rest of the players will be slowly rolling towards him <laughs> as the. He's just a massive human being, and I'm, I'm excited to see that. Uh, I, I still remember the the day at camp when he showed up, and it was just a f- phenomenon. We had had <laughs> a handful of days in a row that were just. Uh, just blah, just kind of Groundhog Day, and he showed up, and it was something new and exciting. Yeah, we latched onto. We all literally latched onto like his <laughs> legs because we could all like just, a like, mama it. possum yes, with little yes. baby possums on. We've gone full circle today. Uh, I don't know. I might see if I can uh, find it before the cut so we can hear it there. But Danny Shelton's press conference debut was the greatest of all time. Yes, it was. Um, I will. You know what? I'll just I'll just say that it, Drake. If you want to poke around in the zone folder, you know, a little, a little search bar for Shelton. Otherwise. I'll come in in the next break and, and try to figure out where it might be. Uh, please, please make sure if you find the Drake, find the bleeped one first. <laughs> before, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, before I was gonna it make, gets to air. Might make sure that... Yeah. <laughs> I, I trust Drake to double check, but it is a specifically not currently safe for radio in its original form. I've already had to hit the dump button once today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it wasn't our fault. So, uh, Matt, I'm supposed to ask you, put you on the spot, oh, uh, from our good friend Nick Jacobs, <laughs> and ask you if you will have time between this show and uh, Sunday Sound Off to swing by the On The Hook food truck that you <laughs> uh, you and him uh, frequent uh, on the regular. Where's On The Hook today? I missed it on this calendar. I don't know, but he oh. knows. I, I guarantee you. He tracks them. Yeah, them. I, I really disappointed him the other night because it was... The, well, I mean, this is the December to remember for Nick Jacobs. Yeah. And... And the one day he was working was the one day that on the hook was in Liberty yeah. for us. And I went to go get the fish and the servings that day were humongous. Mm. Well, he does. He I disappoint him every day because he always wants me wants to get me something from on the hook. And I yeah. have to remind him that I don't eat seafood. You don't eat seafood. I know it's the weirdest thing. That's it's so not crazy. Seafood. It's fish. Well, I don't eat lake food or river food, <laughs> any water food. Anything that spends most of its living time in the water, Mick right. does not want to eat. Yeah, any time. Even like a salamander that goes back and forth. I don't I'm not I'm not eating salamander. Yeah, you put your body in the lake. Is that yeah, why? Absolutely. Um yeah, I mean, <laughs> swimming and eating, I think, are different activities. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll separate those two. So, you would you, just to check. I'm just genuinely asking mm-hmm. here. 
you would eat a tortoise, you would need a sea turtle. I mean, I'm not going to eat either one. Okay. But if I'm told to eat one over the other, I'm going to go land animal first. Okay. What if one of them was deep fried in a tasty batter? I, if it's fish, I don't. I like eat, even fried fish. I don't. I don't. <laughs> yes, I don't. I, I would that's eat, fair. I would eat the deep fried fish over like a raw turtle. Yes, if, if that's. It is a fish a and chips truck, so we can get you just the chips. Yes, I'll take the chips, the fries, whatever it is. Fries are pretty strong. There's got to be. Do they have any like? I go to Long John Silver's and they have like uh, chicken planks, like those. Do they have any chicken planks? No chicken there? planks there. No, no. What if a chicken drowned? I, 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 would you I gotta, eat that? Chicken? I gotta hold firm. No, I gotta know. <laughs> I gotta know how all these chickens died before I. I eat them. I'm like, that better have been a land at death, okay? <laughs> I need to know that this okay. bird lived and died I don't ca- I don't on the ground or in the air. It, okay? What if you the fish it? died on Whoa! Land? <laughs> Most of them Most do, of them do right? I guess, yeah. Huh. Wait. Touche. Now I've got a whole new outlook on this thing. <sighs> what this about is... a tadpole? They're born in the water. Oh, we'll keep working on it. Okay. This Thank is all you. starting to remind me of the the high school civics class that we always have that moment when when the teacher brings up the requirements for being an American citizen, and then we're all like trying to come up with scenarios like, okay, let's say that you're from France, and and the woman is on the Mexican border, and when the baby comes out, the baby is an American. Which nationality is? It? I don't think I ever uh, a had a civics class or b <laughs> thought of any of those scenarios. Oh, that was all the questions yeah. we had. I remember in the business law class, we also had a, a lot of questions the day that diplomatic immunity came up. Wow! But that mostly involved us trying to see if our teacher would figure out that we were just asking questions about lethal weapon two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, okay, let's say I was trying to get a lot of cougar ant, you know. <laughs> You guys almost certainly. I'm sorry on NFL Network right now. Behind the uh, lady on the right, there you see that cat tail. Walk, there's there is a cat walking <laughs> in the background <laughs> on the Zoom call on NFL Network right here. This is uh, Lashanya oh, Thompson, executive director wonderful. of Peace for DC. Um, I'm sure whatever she's there goes saying. Again. I'm, oh, you can see the cat's face now. Oh, I'm sure whatever she's saying is, is wonderful. Superstar. But the cat is a superstar. Yes, yeah. that's we have it on mute because we're doing a radio show. Meanwhile, on the other screen, Herm Edwards with footballs behind him. Boring. Not yeah. that interesting. Yeah. Good jacket, no. though. You think he wears Jets colors on purpose to like... Her, her room rating is getting a his, 10 out of 10. He's matching his background there. He's like a chameleon. Look at that. The That's green true. and the uh, brown. I try to I try to keep that in mind whenever I'm preparing to potentially be in the stabbing cabin for I'm sound sure off. I try not to wear the brightest brightest color. And right. they're both Jets footballs. Does he not have anything from his Kansas City Chiefs career to commemorate his time here? No. I, I can't think of what it would be. <laughs> Does he have anything? Maybe not. They didn't punt in a playoff game. That's huge. That's huge. No, he should have. There's an Eagles helmet, a Jets helmet, a leather helmet, and some Jets footballs. That was Vermeil, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Hey, so that's Chiefs stuff. We talked some Chiefs stuff. Uh, We we made a little bit of progress on Chiefs Seahawks earlier. It's sort of an odd odd game. DK Metcalf's there. Is Geno Smith good? And the what's their defense look like? Not that special. Right. And they're... They're fizzling out, right? They're fizzling. To, towards the, the Seahawks. Oh, Sorry, yeah. which team did you mean? <laughs> no, the Seahawks are record-wise. I mean, the Chiefs. I mean, it doesn't matter how bad the Seahawks are. This is going to be a one-score game. I, this, the, I feel that way genuinely. I don't know if you do, Matt, but nine and a half points on the spread feels you crazy watch to me. The Chiefs, and I don't know, remember stuff. Then you should feel that way. Except against the NFC West. 
I don't know that that is a useful correlation. They played like crap against the Rams. But they blew out. They blew blew out the Cardinals. They blew out the uh, Niners, Niners. which was a real actual achievement. And then they they beat the Rams by enough to cover, even though it's a third string quarterback. Right. If it's the AFC South, then wow, watch out. Right. Uh, But it's the NFC West. Uh, But no, I'm still going one possession. I agree on that. What's the spread? Nine. You said nine and a half. What do you think, Matt? I'm I'm going on the edge. I mean, I, I agree. This is not a good, going to be a good game. It's not that the Seahawks are going in the absolute wrong direction, but I'm going with the Chiefs 30 to 21. You want to give us a prediction, Nick? Let's go. The score? Um, let me think. We're here. putting him on the spot here. That's see now the turntables. Exactly. <laughs> I think I said 27 24 most recently. That was like week? the over. I don't love the over. That's not financial 30 advice. 30 to 24. 30 to 24 last week. I'm going to go. Um, 32 for the chef tones, 27 for the Seahawks. I'm not writing them down to tabulate them because I feel like that's something Jason does. I don't know if he's like I got keeping close. I week think I to said week. 32-24 last week. I think you did. I think he made a joke about you being like super, super wrong because you were like three points off or something, which feels like mm-hmm. the closest mm-hmm. that you're going to get to getting credit from Jason. And I'll take that. And that seems like a win for me. Um, we we've gone uh, full circle now once once more. Is there anything that freaks you out about the Seahawks? Not about the Chiefs themselves, but about the Seahawks that leaves you looking at tomorrow and going, "Oh God!" If they, because here's the thing: if they lose this game, that if they win this game by three, life will go on. We'll do a post game show, Christmas Eve post game show, and we'll all get back at it on Monday. If if they lose this game, that that is like incredibly damaging to where they stand in the AFC. There is still room to move up and room to move down among the division winners. More room to move down than up. Um, well, but they, it, they, have, they have that chance. To, if the Bills stumble, they're yeah. not just waiting on the Bills. They also have to make sure that the, the Bengals don't sneak up on them. Yeah, they need to go undefeated right? these last three games. And they need, obviously, the Bills to drop one. Um, yeah, I think it's a bad deal. I mean, look, look, winning masks a lot of things. And I think, you know... Playing this way, you know, playing the level of opponents and having just these, these like, hor- just game changing mistakes that mm-hmm. like even bad teams shouldn't make mm-hmm. that they make on a regular basis. I think once they lose that game, the spotlight gets sh- shown on them even more to where it's like, okay, you know, yeah, they played bad against the Broncos, but they got by them, and you know, they played bad last week. And they still still won, even though it was the worst team in the NFL and the Texans, yada yada. Yeah, one one of one of these being losses, I think you really take a step back at that that point and try to reassess, like, okay, is this really a Super Bowl contender? Because I still think they are, because all good teams have these games. It's mm-hmm. just the league, it's the NFL, and Andy Reid doesn't always say the truthiest truths up there but when he does <laughs> when he does say it's 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 your one play away it's that small and yeah. your little things i i do believe that yeah um and so yeah but i think i think they get the one tomorrow and i think um i if they win out i still say this if they win out i i think they're the one seed i don't see the bills getting um by the Bengals, and then who's the other what's the other there's another losable game for them i can't remember it right now is it inside the division like I think they might have the Dolphins the again. No, Dolph- they, no, no. They just the have the Jets, Dolphins game. Jets, Patriots, Patriots. They just have the Dolphins, and it's at Bears yeah. tomorrow, and then the Bengals on January second. So be the, uh, and the Patriots, Patriots at the end of the year. There could be so. like uh, you know that one uh, B type game that could drop. Big Bengals fans around here, seven thirty p.m. on January second. Yeah, but that honestly, was, I'm uh, as a Chiefs fan, I'm more I'm I'm more scared of Joe Burrow than I am Josh Allen. 
Really? Yeah. I would be, man. I don't think yeah. I am, but I, I have I have had my like needle move on, on Joe Burrow I mean, this year in listen, a positive it's, direction. What but three straight games of you yeah. giving the ball back to them and hoping Guy's got your number. and hoping yeah. you get it back and they don't do it. Well, two of those three basically. They what the 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 first one last the regular season game is they got the ball back with six minutes and one seconds on the clock. And they had it the rest of the time. Mm. And this year what was it, three and a half minutes or something like that? They had it the rest of the time. It seems like they're the one team that's gonna like, okay, we don't care about score and um, you know, um, you know, time and all that stuff. We know we're playing the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. We're just gonna keep playing like this is a first quarter possession, right? Yeah. This is a possession at the end of the half, whatever. We're gonna go to try to get points here and it's worked. Yeah. It's worked. Can we learn we're anything? Throw on third and or second and third down, even though after a sack, we're still gonna throw. Kept working. Is there anything we can learn from this one? Then I mean, uh, is there anything other than survive in advance? Is there a, a learnable aspect for what the the Chiefs can pick up here? You don't run the football against this team. I don't know who you're going to run the football against. It, is Andy Reid? It's a bad. Do def- that? It's a bad run defense. Uh, and in a game like that, I I would. I mean, you would. I would run the and football. I would. I mean, Mick would. Drake probably would. I don't think he's going to throw the ball 85% of the time, but he's also not going to run the ball 65% of the time because he's Andy Reid. What did you guys make of the Pacheco um, out-of-the-game sequence? I think the kind of like big gruff got to tell him what's up thing is overblown. But then Eric Bieniemy said that Ronald Jones was just the guy for the next play, and then he wasn't the guy for any more plays the remainder of the game. That one strained credibility for me a little bit, but is there a long-term concern on Pacheco? Do you believe uh, Eric Bieniemy's story about uh, Ronald Jones just being the next guy up that sequence? The other the other part of it, too, was that the Chiefs only had two turnovers, and the one that Juju had was a legit turnover. I mean, he just got plastered. There was nothing he could do about that. Other than have that happen last year when and it wouldn't I, have been reviewable. And I still think he had the football on the ground yeah. before you know he just kind of gave it away, but yeah. that you can't do that. Yet Andy Reid said turnovers, uh, it's ridiculous. The the Isaiah Pacheco turnover was a bad turnover. Hmm. I mean, and, and there's, no mess, there's no doubt in my mind that was a message being sent. Hmm. Absolutely it was a message being sent. And look, rookies fumble. Absolutely. Tony Gonzalez talks about all the fumbles he had his, his rookie year. I'm not worried about that moving forward, but I would like uh, Jarek McKinnon to touch the ball at least once every play. <laughs> there is, there, I don't know. There is Just keep him out there, man. And I get it. He was the one that fumbled in the Chargers game late, right? At the Chargers that kind of gave them yeah. new life. Uh, but I've forgotten about that. Yeah, See, it's a long time ago. Um, and he is a uh, touchdown machine, and apparently he's not in any other scouting reports for other teams. Yeah, they <laughs> still don't know. out there, man. Yeah. There's been no Chief... Only one, uh, well, okay. Isaiah Pacheco has four fumbles this season. Only one Chiefs running back in Andy Reid's history has more in a season, and that was five by Jamal Charles. Jamal mm. Charles is allowed five fumbles in yes. this right, season. Yeah. Yes. You're at Except the danger the point. the Broncos, though, on uh, Monday night. Pacheco, well, exactly. That was Pacheco's the at the point now. Them, it's like, I think, right? That was in 2015. Yeah, uh, like five that's turnovers crazy. and it was a game they should have won. Three fumbles, and, yeah. yeah. Streak never should have never should have ever ended. Even at that point, that that we should be talking about even more Chiefs dominance over the Broncos. There's one more because I believe they lost the time before the Broncos. I'm trying to remember how far back yeah. it was, but you know, it, it was the second matchup of that longer. year that they won. So it could have been one more full calendar. You get a whole a whole so other funny. off season. I mean, and and uh, you guys don't. I mean, I've covered this team for so long that. That you go through waves, and I, I I can remember like 
the dread of Bronco Week. We're like, okay, they're going to lose this game. Man, they'll keep it competitive. They're going to lose. And they would every single time. And now it's just the it's the flip for them and uh, and, the, and basically the rest of the division. The, the Broncos were on a long winning streak before they it were. all turned there. It was yeah. like eight but, or something like that, wasn't but it? But the difference is it, we can now say the Chiefs haven't, the Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs since uh, 2015. We could be saying they haven't beaten the Broncos. Uh, the, Chiefs have, the Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs since uh, and 2014. I believe they haven't, they haven't beaten, I believe that was before the Royals won the World Series. Yeah, that was, they yes, it was. They haven't lost the Broncos since before since, the Royals won the World Series. It's incredible. Uh, I got to give a ring to somebody here. I could give it to Danny Shelton. I could give it to a running back. I, I'm open to suggestions here, but I have this great gift that I'd love to give someone presented by Reback Fine Jewelry. Who deserves it? From sports this week, from the world... I don't want to do a predictive ring. That feels that feels sort of uh, sort of presumptuous. I have lots of inappropriate jokes, so I'll just okay, keep it to myself. Okay, very good. Well, so then I'm going to go ahead and give it to Danny Shelton <laughs> because he is going to be active tomorrow, and that's what I need in my life, much like you might need a gift from Ruback Fine Jewelry. That's where I went for my custom engagement ring for fiancé Renee, and the fact that it's now fiancé Renee means that it worked. So if you're looking for a custom engagement ring and an incredible process with it, go to Ruback Fine Jewelry. You can visit them online at ruback.co. They've been in the Kansas City community for more than 100 years, and Hal at Ruback has more than 40 years of experience in the jewelry industry, which he'll use to offer you exactly as much information as you need throughout that process that was so useful to me, because I could say, hey, Hal, what do I need to know about this? And I could say, hey, Hal, I don't need to know about all of this. Just try to, you know... Let's try to make Renee happy. And we did it. That's all thanks to the folks at Ruback Fine Jewelry. You can visit them online at ruback.co. Also, coming up this weekend, What's on Tap, presented by KC Beer Co. You can visit them online at kcbier.com. You want to know what's on tap this weekend? Here's what's on tap tonight. 5.30, Mizzou, Wake Forest, Gasparilla Bowl from Tampa. And then tomorrow, we'll have the Central Bank pregame show before Chiefs Seahawks. I'll be back for postgame, presented by CBD American Shaman, as soon as the game goes final. Then we'll bring you the second half of Eagles-Cowboys before Raiders versus Steelers on Saturday Night Football. Then it's a Christmas Day triple header here on your home for the NFL. Packers-Dolphins at noon, Broncos-Rams at 3.30, and Bucks-Cardinals on Sunday Night Football. This presented by KC Beer Co., KCBI. E-R.com. The special time of year deserves a special beer. Grab Kansas City's favorite lager, Dunkel, a rich, smooth, Munich-style brown lager. Go to KC Beer Co., KCBeer.com. That's KCBIER.com and discover all of their award-winning brands. We'll take a break. Come back with the cuts next in the zone. You're in the zone. Here are the cuts. It's the zone. I'm Joshua Briscoe. The Drake on the ones and twos. Matt Derrick and Mick Schaefer in studio. It's a full house. Drake, what do we got? I'm gonna say Char Kendrick was. Ah. <laughs> what was that? I was on the phones for the uh, sports or leisure. We had some losers, and that one sounded like a, uh, a Star Wars character being shot. Wilhelm scream. I'm gonna say Char Kendrick was. Ah. was... <laughs> <laughs> that was Beards. No, ironically, the other Wilhelm scream. It's a famous movie thing. It has oh. literally nothing to do with Beards. I got it. But thank you, thank you, Matt. No problem. With all this Johnny Cueto talk, we're kind of beating a dead horse, huh? That was a Drake joke. He fed it to me, and I took it. Because that one I couldn't leave on the board. R.I.P. Popeye. Like the- We're talking about Johnny Cueto. Drake had a really good How joke. How did Johnny Cueto come up? I can't remember. Bring him home. <laughs> Josh, I was going to say, I just going to say, uh, speaking of um, social media, you are great at it. Maybe <sighs> the king. Thank you, Mick. Oh, that was it? I cut that, was no, I cut that one myself. <laughs> just Nope, just wanted to hear it again. You're a king? 
Kendall Gammon's a wizard. What a show. We what got a half show. a D&D party in here. <laughs> Thinking through it, and I honestly, I mean, for me, we we built this program on NIL. <laughs> we really did. And and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. And that's how I look at it. So, I mean, I mean, it was like Trevor Lawrence was a college quarterback in God. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's that's the God that he meant, lowercase mm-hmm. g, I guess. God. I was, um, you know, sometimes I go on the internet and try to get pictures for my meetings and stuff. And there was a picture of my cat without a shirt on. I'm oh like, good God. I mean, what a stud. <laughs> I really need a good look at Steve Spagnuolo's cookies. Good God. I mean, what a stud. You think he's on Explorer still? <laughs> good God. I mean, what a stud. You know, sometimes I go on the internet. Go on the internet. That one I, might, I, might I, be my favorite part of it somehow. I think, I think, I think I he's on, on a Firefox private window. <laughs> that, that's why she used to always say that, because I'm quick with it. I just drizzle all over the place. Come on. It's Rob Gronkowski. It's an old one, but it came back up this week for reasons I can't remember, and frankly, I don't want to. Danny Shelton. He has this kind of uh, energy, you know, you don't want to f*** it up. Ooh, who Danny, said that? Danny Shelton. About who? Um, that might have been, a, maybe that was a spags, I don't know. Matt Derrick, intrepid reporter, asked that first question that got a sh- I can't remember what it was. <laughs> doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter. What mattered is Danny Shelton got to St. Joe and immediately started cursing into a microphone. I don't think Creed Humphrey's intimidated by yeah, another human. I don't think he's a guy that gets intimidated I, by that. Like maybe if the Predator was across the line from him, maybe he'd be into Creed Humphrey's a big, strong dude. Come he's on. not in, Yeah, he's not intimidated by I'm another right person. There. It's just a bad snap. It happens. Kill me. Come on. Blitz me. I'm right there. Come on. <laughs> Do it. I don't think anymore. Attack the air gap. I'm right there. <laughs> Was that from the past week? Josh? No, no. Drake's in the archives now because I didn't like. I mean, I didn't get. I didn't get everything cut. It's been a weird week of shows. <laughs> Corey's been gone for like six months, something like that. But Jason did an Arnold uh, an Arnold impression this week, so it's consistent. And Creed got elected to the Pro Bowl. There we go. There you go. Yeah, it's topical. Kind of like the me. Be body's me. a temple. Yeah. I'm, I'm a picture of physical fitness, so me, you know my body's a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little while to dig through these. Sorry, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't really have a follow up to that one because Curtis made the best joke, and it's hard to top the topping. You know, it's I don't have a cherry to put up there or anything. So that's it. Just a couple. I'm, a couple cuts this it's, week. Well, Beards has been gone, and Jason's in Louisville, no, and Drake's back there. And I went through. I, off of Drew Bugs. I don't know why my mouth's on him. I don't know either. What did he say? Can I hear that again? No. Take your mouth off of Drew Bugs. No, I don't know why my mouth's on him. I don't know either. Todd said that wrong. Keep your name out. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Your mouth makes Keep a lot name of sense. out your mouth. Is the, uh, the deal? Good clarifier. <laughs> I just missed the hot dog. I'll give me a one. give me a one. give me a hot steaming weenie. Why is that one funny? I don't know. I don't understand. I, I love was, hot dogs. Was he too. trying to say wiener? Yeah, like a like a hot dog. Like yeah, hot steaming wiener. I don't. And he said weenie instead. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, that's so embarrassing for he, Stephen. Uh, Mispronounced the word. Oh, come on. When we were discussing the unfortunate part of uh, your Oklahoma State Sooners going down. Oh, was that? that- 
oh. sorry, the unfortunate part of your Oklahoma State Sooners going down, um, that uh, <laughs> they they had you know opportunities. I mean, a make or miss game. They had shots in the air. Do you realize they're the, called the Cowboys? Oh what? my goodness! I'm oh, sorry. I said it twice. Wrong with that. I said it oh. twice. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, you must have gotten Men in Black mind wiped or something. I wasn't. <laughs> I don't think there I would have thrown a fit. You would have heard a door slamming. I hate it when it's so long. And you would have heard a head slamming through like a window. But you don't like seafood. Not in my mouth. Okay. If, if I could 12, see my thing, I would tell you, Corey. Whoa, one more time, Shane? If Big I could 12, see my thing, I would tell you, Corey. Keep my mouth off your seafood. I have no idea how much time is left in the show. I have no idea. How, 15 seconds left in the show. <laughs> well, thanks to you guys, Mick Schaefer, Not even Matt time for Derrick, a shot clock. Kendall Gammon. Best radio Drake, day ever. The Drake behind the glass. I've had fun. I hope you did as well. Thanks the for being here. The was pretty good. Yeah. On the zone. The program's next. Mizzou, the Gasparilla Bowl, 530. Yeah. Until next time. Bye, Mom. You're in the zone.